Because of the length of the conversation, today's episode was split into two parts. We hope you enjoy part one of our conversation about the song, What a Beautiful Name, by Hillsong Worship. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Theology Music Podcast. Today, we are up at the York River Campus for Liberty Baptist. I'm joined by a great friend of mine, Nathan Dodd, with two Ds. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Thanks for driving up here after you went to the wrong campus. <laughs> Don't say that. no. <laughs> I shame, and in my shame, I had to go into the front door, tell the receptionist, I'm here to see you. And then when she goes, no, his office is in York River, at the York River campus. Says, no, I know. He, he wanted me to meet him here. And then you call me and go, where are you? And then I have to walk out <laughs> and look like an idiot after I told, like, after I acted as if, no, 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 you're wrong, ma'am. I know what's going on here. So we never talked about it. I mean, it's fine. We I did, forgive you. You did York, you did YR something campus or C or whatever, like for York, the abbreviation. And in my haste, I just looked at it and said, yes, and assumed Hampton. <laughs> so I was wrong. Well, we made it. We're here. We're Mama, doing we it. Made it. Here we are. So today we're going to take a look at the song uh, called What a Beautiful Name It Is, or What a Beautiful Name by uh, Brooke Lightwood and... Um, Gosh, I forget the other guy's name. Ligert Wood. It's Ligert Wood? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brooke Ligert Wood. And then it was someone else, too. I forget. Is it anyway. Ben Fielding? Yes. Yes, Ben Fielding. And so, written, uh, they are writers for Hillsong in Australia. Uh, this song was probably about a few years ago Was when it was huge. Then it had the controversy surrounding the second verse, which we're kind of going to unpack today. Uh, but it was a, it's, it's still a, a popular song, but, you know, with Waymaker and the Blessing kind of blowing up, it's not the big song anymore, but it was a huge, huge, huge song at one point. Um, and uh, I want—I will say one of my favorite worship songwriters is Brooke. Because when she was at Hillsong, when I was growing up, right, when you and I were kind of younger, that was From the Inside Out, Hosanna, uh, Desert Song. That's where I learned to raise my hands. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she wrote amazing songs. And her last song she wrote before she left to do her solo music, which was her solo music's really good, actually. Joanna and I both like it. She wrote Man of Sorrows, which I still think to this day is one of the best songs ever written by Hillsong. And it's one of the best songs that ever talks about the cross of Christ. Um, but that was her last song before she left to do her solo work. And then when she came back, I'm pretty sure this song, I, you, can, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure what a beautiful name was the first song she wrote back when she got when she came back to writing with Hillsong. And it showed, what were you going to say? No, I was nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and it showed that she was back because in the time between that, I, I really didn't think the quality of writing was as good. And then she came back and then what a beautiful name, which which has incredible lyrics in it, right? So I know that there's a controversy surrounding the second verse. And I know you guys know that I, I want to be fair and I don't want to just be the guy that's bashing songs. Though There are some lyrics in this song that are incredible. I mean, just the first verse itself that talks about you were the word at the beginning. That's John 1. I mean, that's a really, really good John 1 to song thing, right? You were the one, the word at the, the beginning. Um, uh, I forget what the second line is. You, do you have it right now? One with God. One with God. Um, and then it's, um, what's the next part? Your hidden glory in creation. No, that's not right. Hold on. No, that was the, that's a different verse. I think it's verse. No, yeah, that's verse one. You so were the I, word in the beginning, mm-hmm. one with God, the Lord most high. Your hidden glory in creation now revealed in you, our Christ. So that first verse to me is awesome. It's a great John 1. 
Um, I, and I think it's just an incredible depiction of, um, of scripture to song, right? Um, and, and I think though that what happened is, um, you, you lost some of that beauty in the lyrics because of what happened in verse two. Um, cause you have John one and Romans one in the first verse. And then you have, um, you have just the whole theme about Jesus's name in the entire song, which is a, a, a really awesome kind of Philippians two to song, right? There is no other name, right? And un, by it's, it's in, in humility, Christ came and that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father, like in heaven on the, in, on the earth and under the earth, like every every created being is going to confess at some point in the span of eternity that Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. So because of that, there is no other name, right? And then, and scripture is clear too. There's no other name by which we're saved, but it's Christ. Christ is the mediator between God and his people. So, and, and that Christ's name by no other name are we saved insinuates that there's power in Christ's name, right? Because also in scripture, it says the power of God unto salvation is, is, uh, is for all those who believe is, is extended for all those who believe. And how did God accomplish salvation? It's through Christ. So all of those things, uh, you know, need to be stated up up front, right? We're not just going to, we're not sitting here going to go, what a beautiful name. All I want to talk about is you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down, right? That's not the main focus of the song. And that's what I think was always frustrated me about the song is that's not the main focus of the song. And yet that line distracted from the main focus of the song for so many people. So many people could have really used this song to to bless their churches, but didn't because the that line and the controversy surrounding it. Um, so any, do you have anything to add before we kind of get into that line? No, I mean, like, I'm, I'm with you, and, like, I think it's hard for... I think it's just a valid point that worship pastors have to really think about, you know, what's the plus side of this song what's the negative side of this song is it worth me taking the time to teach this section for us to be singing this you know this it's truth true. or is it worth not doing this song because i don't want to lead anybody astray from what the truth of the gospel is and the truth of scripture so amen i agree i mean and um i think a couple i've said it before but uh piper said it bob coughlin said it like there are an incredible amount of songs out there that are that have been written and are being written that talk about similar things. So it's not as if you're at a loss for more songs, right? It's not like all you have every single day and every sing, every single day you're planning and every single week you sing is Hillsong, Elevation, Bethel, fill in the blank, right? Passion, all like those are the only songs you have. There are plenty of songs. I mean, we were just talking about um, with the current climate right now, with everything that's going on with the um, with the riots and the protests and the issues on social media and fill in the blank. Right. I haven't found a better song that would serve a church, uh, more appropriately than Lord have mercy for what we have done by Matt Papa, Matt Boswell, because of specifically because the chorus is Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy on us. And the verses say things like for envy and strife, for closing our eyes, for scorning our very neighbors. Right. It's not, for scorning our very neighbors because of their race, it's just in general, rem- you need to be asking the Lord for mercy of those times in which you have not considered your neighbor. Yeah. Right? And so there are songs out there that can unpack themes better than others, so don't feel like you're stuck. 
But if you want to do this song, let's un- we're going to unpack it. So I already unpacked some of it. Let's go to the to that line. Um, before we do that, I think oh. just a, a point you have to think about is just like the the kind of monopoly a lot of these larger churches have on the music we're singing, you know, and like this is just a conversation that not many people are having, but like, you know, a lot of churches will do a song because it's pretty good. There are multi-tracks available for it. It's easy to replicate. It's written by people in Nashville who are other places who are really great at songwriting. So Mm -hmm. they're like, man, it's a great song. Oh, and I trust this person because of another song. So, you know, even though this line's confusing, it probably is good, you know, and like they kind of just move on from that. And so, um, I would just encourage people who are worship pastors listening to this, who have to make those tough decisions. Don't always make the decision based on, is there a multi-track available? You know, um, God's given you the ability to, to choose songs that are going to help you pastor your people. And, um, Mm. that's what we have to think about. And don't do it in a vacuum, you know? Run, you do it with your lead pastor if you can or your team, but also be okay if you're going to disagree with your, those people too. So if you're starting to think, ooh, maybe maybe I do need to be even a little more careful, and then other people are going, ah, that's fine. Why why you why do you care that much? Yeah, it's okay to disagree with those people because I don't know of any other instance where it's it's never going to hurt to be more careful mm-hmm. because you are dealing with the souls of your your congregants. You are dealing with heavy matters in lives and it's not a life or death but you could hinder or bolster someone's faith on a sunday morning that's a big deal you don't you don't want to flippantly go ah, it's got tracks and like they wrote a really good song the other day and so like it's fine or like everyone's doing this song right now it's on the top of planning center and all those kinds of things so I, that was a great point nathan thank you so let's do it let's get into this line here we go i mean the the, the best thing we can do is what we're doing right now is have the conversation don't immediately bash something or before something like have the conversation that's that's just a great point in general about everything right amen now. you need to have people in your life in everything where you could run run ideas past and bounce ideas off and and i've said this in the first podcast i would love for this podcast to be a podcast where you i've said podcast so many times just now podcast podcast i'd love for you guys to be able to view this podcast as a place to go for insight on the songs right so let's say you don't have anyone in your life where you could talk to these things about talk about these things with you can go to this podcast you can request an an episode on something and i'll do it um because i would love for this to be a resource for everyone not just the worship pastor and pastor but even just the mom or the dad who's who's like i'm thinking about what we're going to listen to on our playlist for our vacation as we're driving right you know we want to listen to worship songs but i don't want to listen to the radio what are songs that you think i we could listen to I I think that's a good idea all around to to have people like that and have resources like this this podcast. But mm-hmm. all right, we need to get into this line. People yeah. have waited long enough. Thanks for thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Who me or you? You. Oh. I appreciate you like oh. doing the podcast. I think it's great. It's a great resource. No hey. more side roads. Here we go. Except into you the didn't line. you didn't want you didn't like the podcast until you said I have to disagree. I have to be on a podcast with someone I disagree with. What? I liked it before. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So the line, you didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. So the start of the second verse. Why don't you go first? I've talked a lot. Man. Um, you had a couple articles or you had quotes yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. had from people. Ben, who wrote the song. 
um, a couple pastors defending that line. Yeah, I'll start with Ben's points. Uh, he noted John seventeen twenty four is kind of key inspiration for that verse, which says, um, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Um, you know, he, you have to recognize that Jesus and God are are one, mm-hmm. although separate, you know, and, and that verse kind of clarifies the idea behind that line, um, which the line by itself is a little confusing. Like, yes. as a guy who leads that song regularly, like, all of our campuses lead that song. Um, every time I sing it, I still think about it, like, is somebody confused by this? I understand, because I've done the research, but... You know, we don't always do that. We don't always have time to break down the song on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, side note from the the lyrics of the song, like musically, this is a song that just kind of inspires you. It was beautifully written, which I think is also an inspiring trait of a song being worshipful, you know, and you can be moved to worship God just by the music alone. So the the importance of the lyric is um, kind of critical here because you could almost miss it if you're just kind of being swept by like you're riding the wave of the music not the song the lyrics and the truth yeah that's a really good point and so um you know he he lists here a quote from he had a conversation ben fielding had a conversation with glenn packham and glenn said that while god is all sufficient all powerful and all knowing the god of creation and eternity he is also god whose love surpasses all knowledge in verse two um we wanted to describe the love of god who this has been talking through, though in need of nothing, that's an important point, God so loved the world that he chose to send his one and only son so that we may not perish but have eternal life. It's John three sixteen. In a recent exchange with Glenn Packiam, um, he said, heaven, God's space, and earth, human space, were one. But sin fractured the union of heaven and earth. The beauty of the gospel, that is God's solution, was not to come down from heaven to airlift us out of the earth, but rather to bring heaven down to earth in such a way that it would renew everything. Um, Which, that conversation could go a long time as far as what do you believe about the new heaven, the new earth, the the renewal of all things, the um, heaven on earth now. What does that actually look like? I think what's important about this line is that it kind of opens up some theological discussions with people who may not really ever think about them, but yep. it's a great opportunity to have these conversations. And so you kind of have to assess the health of your church, mm-hmm. uh, assess where your people are at, which as worship pastors, we're called to be pastors and be shepherds. That, yeah. You should be assessing that. <laughs> and if you, if you don't know, then that's an entirely different discussion and conversation. Um, but, We're assuming you've already done that if you're listening to this, yeah. hopefully. Um, but if you think, man, this would be great for my people, and this is a conversation that we need to have, and this is where we're at, is talking about these things, and I'd say, personally, I'd say go for it, you know. Um, but there's no problem with breaking down every song you do to this level and, and looking at it and say, God, what do you want us to do? No. God, what is the best thing for your church right now? Because ultimately, he loves the church and cares for the the church more than we ever could. Yeah. So 